right, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. My name is Scott McKenzie, and this podcast is uniquely positioned. And what I mean by that, we bring the medical industry, the medical professionals to you, and we talk about better pain management. We talk about rehab after surgery. We talk about improved mobility. And we talk about preventative care. And you know what else? We talk about so much more on this particular podcast. Now, thank you for joining this podcast. So let's get on with the interview. Sally, welcome to In Your Corner with Cora Physical Therapy. And thank you very much for, I, I believe, I, I see your stat card out here. Somebody gave it to me. And, and definitely, there's going to be a lot to talk about. But before we get into that conversation, Sally, all right, listeners, you know I'm going to continue to harp on this. Go out to corephysicaltherapy.com. That should be your first stop. Oh, you can call a clinic. Sure can. But if you have some other information you want to gather, Go out to corephysicaltherapy.com. Great website, great information, and uh, you will not be disappointed. All right. Am I right, Sally? That's right. It is, man. It's a great website. I, I Even I root around. I don't know half the words. No, I do. Because I've been going through Cora, and people have been uh, teaching me everything about PT, and it is monthly. No, it's month, right? PT appreciation and UB1. So with that yep. said... Give us a little background just on who, uh, well, Sally Dixon, formerly known as Sally Darlin. So give us a little background. So I uh, grew up in Miami and knew I wanted to be a PT after uh, my mom was a nurse. And growing up, there was myself, my twin, and we had another sister a year younger. And... Uh, she used to take us to the nursing home where she worked in the summertime. We'd push the patients around in their wheelchairs and take them to all the activities. And so one summer she said to me, why don't you volunteer in the PT department? And she told my twin, why don't you volunteer in the OT department? <laughs> so I knew from a young teenager, I wanted to be a PT. My twin became an OT. My other sister became a speech therapist. So we have PT, OT, and speech. Now, it's interesting because it is PT. Just look how close you were to becoming an OT. It was just a decision. Just like I you know. go over here and then boom, you're a PT. How about that? That's a, Now, why? why? Why is that so important? I mean, why, why is what impacted you if you're, and by the way, I love uh, um, nursing homes and retirement, pushing people around. I love the stories that you get to hear and all of that great stuff. It's wonderful, beautiful people. Now, what, what said, okay, I want to be a PT. My twin sister's an OT. Why PT? Well, I uh, was an athlete growing up. And so I played softball and I played soccer in high school and I played soccer in college. So PT is more along the lines of the sports medicine. And interesting that so I went to, to UF and the only place I applied when I uh, went there straight from high school and I didn't get in the first year. So I was like, okay, well now what am I going to do? And a friend that lived nearby told me about athletic training. And I said, what's that? You know, when I was in high school, there wasn't a lot of sports medicine going on. You know, that was like the water boy. So I got into athletic training and did that for two years. And two weeks after athletic training finished, I actually got into PT school on the third try. So I was 
seven years at UF and I became a PT ATC. I, I didn't plan on becoming an athletic trainer, but because I didn't get into PT school the first year, it actually uh, worked out pretty well. Yeah. I, I I see how they work together. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not a major leap to make sure that you make that connection. Now with that, just share with some of the young PT people who uh, might get a little discouraged, but you, you were just bent on becoming a PT and you were going to continue yeah. to apply. What was that? What was that? I can't say feeling, but what was that? What, what, what puts you over the edge, right? Yeah. You got rejected and then put you over. What was it? Is it because you were an athletic trainer? Got a little bit more pedigree. No, I mean, I just really had a drive and I was determined that I was going to be a physical therapist. You know, these days students apply to numerous PT schools. They might apply to eight to 10 schools back then. That really wasn't that common. So I just knew I wanted to be Gator. I knew I was going to go to PT school. So I just went into athletic training and ended up getting straight A's for two years. And then I got nominated for the class award for PT school. And I said, you know, it took me three times to get in. And they're like, yeah, you know, our process is, you know, something that we need to, to, keep working on it was all paper back then we're talking 31 years ago life has been good to you absolutely i'll I'll just sort of throw that out there now you had to throw in the old sec gator thing (laughs) yeah yeah well advice to these kids these days is you gotta persevere if you have a goal just keep going for it just because you get rejected one time i mean if i would have not become a pt i mean my whole life would have taking a different path, but I just knew no, I wanted sorry. to be a physical therapist. And, and, and did, was it the same for your sister in the OT? Because this is PT appreciation. We won't mention OT, but we could just <laughs> sort of mention the fact that she was going through a similar journey. Right. So they have their own month OT. So they, there is OT month and hand therapy. Um, but yeah, she also was at UF and then she ended up transferring for a different college when she met her soon to be husband at the time. So, and, uh, and my other, my third sister, she also went to UF. So, uh, kept it in the family. Yeah. So uh, me being, a uh, an LSU, which is not a good time to be an LSU Tiger fan. It just isn't just FYI for listeners out there. But if I come popping in with my LSU purple and gold into that, that, uh, UF family, that would be quite the sparks of flying. Not really. We take care of you. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Touche. Absolutely. Which is right down the street from you guys. Theoretically. Right. Sort of. Yeah. So with that said, so you have seen a lot of changes taking place within PT. If you've been around for 30 ish years and, uh, you've seen this sort of growth happen in it, as opposed to, uh, I have to go to UF. There, there are more institutions that are offering uh, PT degrees and so on. Why is that? Well, there's a huge demand. You know, we've got the baby boomers as they're aging. There's actually going to be a shortage of PTs, even with so many physical therapists graduating. There's so many baby boomers that are aging that are going to need total knee replacements, total hip replacements. You know, there's been other big changes. There's been changes in reimbursement. You know, back in the early days, we used to get paid for everything we did. Everybody had insurance that paid 80% of whatever, you know, it was a fee-for-service plan. Yeah. Now we have a lot of different managed care plans, 
we used to get patients with prescriptions. Uh, if you tore your ACL, the script said three times a week for nine months. Now we get six visits and they want to know what more do you want to do with this patient? So, I mean, nine months. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. I, I remember somebody uh, when I was growing up and, and football was reigning supreme in California. Uh, the, the, the ACL injury was just, you didn't want to hear that. You just didn't because then it's like, they're cutting you open and they're doing everything they can to whatever repair that need. And it's pretty much like, yeah, that's it. That's your career. But nine months, I didn't know that. Holy cow. And it was severe. But boy, that's... Back then we got to treat the, uh, the magic. So when Shaq fell on Jeff Turner's knee and he tore his ACL, we got to treat Jeff Turner and Dennis Scott. He was with the magic back then. So I got to do a lot of fun things as an athletic trainer. We had World Cup soccer that came to Orlando. We had Olympic soccer. I was yeah. assigned to the Irish soccer team, even though they had their own athletic trainer. I pretty much just hung around and didn't have to do a whole Listen lot. to the accent and, and, yeah. and talk athletic training stuff. So right. you, you, did, you, did you throw in Shaq? Did you throw in Shaq? Did you say Shaq? Yeah, Shaq. Is he a big no, guy? He's a big knee. guy, right? He's a big guy. Yeah. You don't want him falling on your knee. No, 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 not at all. I, uh, I agree with you a hundred percent. So we did the physical therapy for the magic back then. That was in the early days. So that went well with the, you know, the sports medicine mindset that I've had growing up as an athlete. Okay. So here you are, you're, you're passionate about, uh, uh, sports medicine. You're passionate about PT. I see the linkage. But now you're you're in management. What does that mean? I don't know. I mean, do they just say, I'm sorry, you're just not going to be able to help that person, Sally. You're going to have to do it from a distance and, and a couple of pointy leadership things. What, what does that mean now that you're in leadership? So, yeah, so what happened was in uh, three years after I graduated from college, the company I was working for was sold to another company and all of their managers had to go with the other company. So they said, Hey, who wants to be a manager? <laughs> and I was like, my manager at the time was not great. So like, I'll do it. You know, if I do the opposite of what that person had done, uh, you know, maybe I have half a chance of being successful. So I started managing one clinic and a few years later I had five and then 10 and I made a lot of mistakes along the way. I mean, managing people and dealing with personalities, but, um, you know, just trying to be there for people and help them solve problems and help them grow and develop. I mean, it's definitely. See, and and it's interesting because the, the, the profession of PT is constantly changing. It's a dynamic profession and, and, and the old way of doing X, Y, Z doesn't apply today. And they're just having to keep up, not just, not just from a leadership perspective, but, and a motivation perspective, but, also, that that once you once you, you said it was uh, career pathish, and so you that's there's a lot to juggle, especially in in your profession. How do you sort of? I'm not trying to make you drop fall on somebody's sword, but how do you sort of uh, manage these professionals because they're professionals, they're they're skilled individuals. How do how do you motivate them? Right. Well. You know, the first thing is to, with anybody, finding out their story. You know, what are they passionate about? I love to meet with all of our new therapists. And one of the first questions I ask is, why did you become a PT? 
you know, some people got injured, some people had stories that, you know, their grandmother had therapy and getting to the heart of what makes them passionate about their profession. You know, just because you're a physical therapist doesn't necessarily mean you're a manager or a leader. So not everybody wants to get into leadership and we need a lot of great therapists. So, um, you know, being an excellent clinician is, is awesome. I, I, I had the fortunate opportunity to uh, interview Brett Kolnick. And have you heard his story? Oh, yeah. Holy cow. Hey, you can't help but get misty. My glasses are starting to steam up. I'm going, oh, got it, Brett. Right. And I, I was even prepared. I didn't, I wasn't prepared as much as I, I should have. But so. Now, so. And then 1999, uh, that company I was with, sold again and I was opening my own five clinics in Orlando and before I could open them Cora approached me because they had about five clinics at the time and they were moving into Orlando so I ended up merging those five clinics with Cora and we opened 10 clinics that year then another 10 next thing you know we have over 90 clinics in Florida and over 220 clinics in 10 states that's so that's 10. right now 220 right now yeah it and and expanding, right? It's expanding. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's a huge demand. That's, again, again, it's good to be a PT. You if you're thinking wrong. about it, it's good to be a PT. Right. So the way I look at the map is core is pretty much east as, as from Florida on up sort of into, I think you have some stuff into Chicago, right? I think, and but east. Or is there we, just bought, we just bought some clinics in Wisconsin as well. Yeah. So you stay that sort of general. Right. Is there ever any consideration coming to Louisiana? Uh, yeah, possibly. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's out of the picture. Yeah, because I sit here and I'm going, oh, I'd like to take advantage of Cora. Oh, they're right. not here in Louisiana. Well, you know, one thing we have telehealth. So we actually could help you no matter where you're located. Oh, it's not the same. It's telehealth. <laughs> no, it's good stuff. And 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 given the pandemic, right? That sort yeah. of elevated the necessity for that telehealth, right? Yep. Speaking of, let's say the 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 pandemic, pre-pandemic rolling along, cores rolling along, everything's good. During the pandemic, I would imagine core needed to do a little soul searching, a little pivot here and there, a little, uh, do you find that the impact of, of, of the pandemic to Cora has been somewhat beneficial for Cora as a long-term sort of resilient view of the business? Yeah, I do. I think, you know, just like every company in the United States, a lot of companies had to, you know, take a, a look inside and revamp. And, you know, like you said, we launched telehealth. We had already been working on the program, but we definitely sped up the launch yeah. of telehealth. And we were happy that we were able to still continue to offer care to people that wanted to stay home or had to stay home. We also have a home therapy um, department. And so we did some home therapy, a little more than usual. But I think the pandemic really, when you look at it, helped to strengthen a lot of companies. Um, it really helped to, to bring in the focus and, and get back to the heart of why we do what we do. See, and I like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think pre pandemic, we were bringing our BC game, possibly not, not for Cora, other businesses. Yeah. They were just sort of 
just going along. But then uh, pandemic, then it, it sort of allowed greater conversations with what is really important and then focus uh-huh. in on that because you had to survive, rebuild, and then try to figure out how to create a business that is resilient to moving forward. I, I do agree with you 100%. And to be innovative and then the teamwork that occurred. I mean, every clinic is like its own little unit. So the teamwork that had to occur to be able to take care of the patients, depending on who was working, who was sick, you know, really brought our team even closer together and the leadership team as well. And we, we talked every day. And, uh, See, and that's amazing. I, I love the, I, I like the fact that you collaborate more. I, I, I like the fact that people are truly, Hey, I've got a problem. I need help. And then everybody's willingness to say, I hear you. How about something like this? And it's, it's, I, I, I think it's a beautiful thing. That's just me. And I'm not warm and fuzzy, Sally, at all. I'm not warm and fuzzy at all. I just thought it was a good thing from a business perspective. Okay, let's put on your future hat. Like my hat that covers my bald head. Um, where, where do you see all of this going? I mean, uh, core is expanding, growing, bringing in. There's, there's a huge demand for PT. Absolutely. I'm getting older. I guarantee you I'm going to, you know, it's going to happen one of these days. But where do you see it going? Hey, we're going to continue to grow. You know, as we talked about before, the insurances change constantly. So that's one thing that Cora has done that, you know, we've really been innovative and we've really looked into the future and have been able to predict, you know, what changes might be happening and be ready in advance. You know, we accept pretty much every payer, every insurance company. Some companies only accept certain insurances but maybe pay higher but we wanted to serve the community so no matter what changes with insurance we know we're going to get the same great outcomes same patient experience you know that they're going to go back to their doctor and they're going to be happy that they came to Cora so that's that's one thing that sets our company apart from other companies is that yeah we're prepared whatever whatever changes in the future we're ready for it you have a heck of a deep bench which is good you have a lot of uh, highly skilled professionals, and that's a that's a great thing when when you're you're faced with dealing with new challenges, not just from from the the PT perspective, but also from just the business perspective. And you can see how uh, the delivery of care is still maintained, and if not exceeded, that's that's a great great thing. Now, let's say I'm a young, which I'm not. If I was a young uh, young professional considering PT, why should I, outside of the obvious, why should I, give me, give me some, give me some motivation of why I should become a PT. Well, one thing is you can become a PT and you can work in numerous environments, you know, we're outpatient physical therapy, but you can work with children. You can work with burn patients. You can work in a nursing home. You can work in a hospital. So it's almost like you could change professions you can change your setting while still being in the same profession. Um, there's, there's so many different areas of physical therapy that there's going to be, you know, if you like to help people, there's definitely going to be a setting that, that, you know, feels right to you. Uh, you know, I can't turn back the clock. Uh, it, it seems really exciting from my perspective, if I was younger and that I would have imagined too, there's a mobility benefit too. I mean, you don't have to be stuck. You're a PT. You're a professional. You're in demand. You can pretty much, 
you know, go anywhere you want in a sense and experience life that way and, and really deliver, deliver value and, and services to people that need it. That's a, okay. I'm, I'm all sold. It's very rewarding, you know, for, to have somebody come in and, and not be able to function at their fullest and just, you know, three to four weeks, a couple months later, they're a completely different person. I, that's one thing, you know, that young therapists need to remember is, you know, don't take for granted the impact you're having on somebody's life. I mean, it's, it's huge. And that really is, uh, it's yes. right in the heart. And yeah. every time I'm in a clinic and I have patients come up to me and tell me how happy they are to, to be in our clinics and how they love their therapist. Yeah. I mean, it's really a great feeling to have such a big impact on people's lives. Uh, I have a personal, uh, story. I, I was climbing towers for a utility company and I was climbing all the time. And then I was shifted to a uh, truck and we were watching towers, right? We we're just doing some patrol stuff. One day I, uh, my back, I, I just said, what the, what happened? I can't even, and I was a young pup at the time. And so I couldn't get out of the truck and I'm going, what, what happened? I'm climbing towers and now I'm in the truck and now I can't. Anyway. So I, uh, I went to therapy and to this day, I remember, and I still do those exercises and, sure. and it, it was, I mean, that, it was impactful at that time and I felt better and, uh, I merrily bent mountain, I climbed towers and did what I needed to do. All right. So you've, uh, inspired me, Sally. I I'm an older guy, but you've inspired me. How does somebody get a hold of you? If they want to say, Hey, I want to talk to Sally. Well, my contact info is on our website. And, oh, what's, uh, the, what's the website called? Hey, <laughs> you can also call any clinic yeah. and ask for Sally, one of the vice presidents, and uh, they can direct you to me. Absolutely. But, um, really work for an amazing company that yeah. really puts the patient first. I mean, whatever happens in the world, we're focused on taking care of people. It, it shows. I'm just telling you, it does. I mean, um, I, I have to say 100% of the time, everybody that uh, I've ever come in contact with Cora has been a positive experience. Plus, I wouldn't tell you, Sally, if it wasn't, but it has been a positive experience. Everybody is just very passionate about what they do. It's a great thing. It's cool. It is. All right. You were wonderful. Great story. Great leadership. And I'm not. Now, now I'm now I'm just sort of regretting my career choices. Hey, it's never too late. <laughs> no, there it is. My motivation. It's never too late. Okay. All right. Thank you, Sally, very much for joining In Your Corner with Core Physical Par Therapy. Appreciate and it. also, again, listeners, go out to corephysicaltherapy.com and uh, find out more. Get a hold of Sally. Get a hold of the other professionals. It's all out there. It's easy. Click. Yeah, yeah. It's simple stuff. So thank you very much for joining In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. We're going to come back with another great and inspiring PT story shortly. <laughs>